Hello, listeners. Just wanted to let you know that Susan had some technical difficulties with her recording. Unfortunately, we lost about mm, 20 minutes of her audio. So when necessary, I've replaced her with an Australian robot. Say hi, Australian robot Susan. Hi, Australian robot Susan. Oh, bless. And how are you today? I feel nothing, for I am only a mindless robot voice with an Australian accent that is only slightly worse than the real Susan's Australian accent. But I am glad to be here with you today, in the presence of such a handsome and talented host. Why, thank you, Australian robot Susan. You are most welcome, you truly beautiful creature. But, shall we get this podcast started? Yes, let's. Enjoy, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm sorry. This is, this is, you're never going to want to talk to us again after this. So, I apologize in advance. Our ears are in danger. To soothe them and the galaxy, we must review the 52 Cybertron episodes before the haters can dismiss them as awful. It is our mission. Stuart. Trish. Susan. Josh. And special guest, Mike Cyber. Transform and roll out. Welcome, listeners, to More Than Meets the Ear Meets the Mike Seibert. I feel seen. <laughs> Welcome to Can Our Name Get Any Longer? Uh, we have with us today Mike Seibert of Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Did I say that right? Yeah, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, commenting on our social media posts and being like a person who apparently listens to our show. Why do you do that? Yeah, why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, um... Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. But no, I uh, I I discovered your show from uh, one of your hosts is a homie of mine. After after fashion, uh, uh, Susan was involved in a little independent Transformers convention you might have heard of uh, that happened earlier this year. Uh, that being the Icon Online that Trish actually participated in also, mm-hmm. and in our top secret Discord chat. Uh, uh, you know, it would be like, you know, I think I'm going to be on a podcast soon where we're going to talk about Transformers Cybertron. And I'm like, oh, that uh, that sounds like a fun thing for you to do. Hey, I can't wait to listen. <laughs> and I uh, no, I you know, so that was the initial hook. It's like, you know, uh, a couple of my uh, fellow homies in the fandom. And I, I'm sure we'll unpack this uh, later as we go. But I have less than zero nostalgia for Cybertron. I mean, you know, uh, you, you could see all yeah, the gray, yeah. you could see all the gray in my beard and my hair. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, a G one from day one, but I like the opportunity to check out other uh, uh, aspects of the fiction. So the first episode drops and I just I was blown away. First of all, the the whole first episode is the last episode is the first episode thing. I, I was just <laughs> em- I, I was blown. I could not believe it. I just could not believe that that's actually what that was. But what I really liked, though, 
is the uh, chemistry that you all have. It's uh, everybody brings <laughs> different energy, and it's it's just a really fun show. And you know, I'm just if anybody's listened to uh, the episodes of like say Autopod Decepticast I've been on or uh, Transmissions or or whatever, I, I I like making new friends. So when we had the opportunity to to hang out, I was uh, I, I was excited to jump all over it. So yeah, I'm just uh, I just like listening to folks that are passionate in the fandom uh, talk about uh, everybody's favorite robots in disguise. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much the three of us being psychotic and Stuart just listening and occasionally chuckling ominously in the background. That's pretty much what we have going on here. <laughs> I say things once in a while. Just once in oh, a while. Oh, Stuart is here today. What, yeah, Stuart? Yeah. And then, you know, Icon Online, that's the convention after which Josh decided to stalk all of us on social media for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> oh, is that how that happened? Yep. I had never met any of these people prior to that convention. And yep. I saw I saw Trish's panel with the War for Cybertron trilogy folks and was impressed by the Fortress Maximus that was behind her on the webcam. It was not mine. <laughs> it's a loner. <laughs> I was over at a friend's house. Yeah, I was very disappointed <laughs> to learn that. Yeah, well. It's okay. I have one. Uh, and I reached out to her and also reached out to Susan because, honestly, I don't think I even remember Susan doing or saying anything. I just remember she had a cat. Nice. And I thought <laughs> the cat was cute. <laughs> yeah. It took me like a week to realize that Josh had even messaged me because I don't use Twitter that often. And he messaged me on Twitter. And so I opened up Twitter because it was like, you have a notification. And I kept refreshing my updates and it wasn't going away. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And then I realized, oh, I have a message and it's from this random dude. And I'm like, should I be concerned? Oh, wait, no, he's talking about Transformers. It's okay. <laughs> yes, Josh, you are a disturbing, albeit highly attractive individual. <laughs> And then you proceeded to stalk Mike on Facebook. Uh, no, he commented on one of our things first. Yeah, yeah. Then he, he initiated this one. That is a funny story uh, because, like, I actually, and Susan will back me up on this because I actually had to <laughs> reach out to her behind the scenes in our in our secret Discord chat, and I was like, "Is this dude for real?" Because I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of getting some weird, weird, awkward vibes. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I got those too. So yeah, so so Josh reaches out to me. He's like, I believe you've commented on someone's Facebook post expressing an interest in uh, in our podcast or want to appear mine. on on your show or something to that effect. And oh yeah, and you've been retweeting us and and such. So I'm just like, this wording oh is really sus. I, I just, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know about all this. And so yeah, so I, I had to reach out to Susan. She's like, well, uh, not to be indelicate, but I do the podcast with the dude. So I think he's okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this rules. <laughs> See, no, Mike, what you don't know, because you, you've you not been live with us, you've only heard the edited version, right? is that I can't speak to humans, <laughs> whether using words no, or using typing. So half of my editing is just me making it sound like I know how to talk to people. It takes a lot of work. This is why none of us objected when you volunteered to do the editing. Yeah. We logically assumed you were the only one capable of making sense of what the fire truck you were trying to say. Sorry, Josh. I'm with Susan <laughs> on this one. <laughs> and of oh course, I was left out of this team ensemble montage 
Um, I knew Josh before this through our Audio Nights group where we did some voice acting stuff together, but I've never met Josh in person either, so. Ah. But I was not at Iacon online. Who were you for the Audio Nights, Stuart? I don't recall, because there were two Stuarts. Oh, yeah, I was Grimlock. Okay, you were the Grimlock one. That's what I thought. Yeah. And, and Stuart, just for the sake of saying, I don't know if anybody else on the panel has mentioned this, but you have an amazing, luxurious voice. <laughs> Isn't it? It's not fair. It's not fair. The breath from his throat is like a chorus of little birdies. <laughs> it's really not fair. Yeah, Mike, you don't know the story of our intro. <laughs> yeah, no. We have we regularly harass Stuart for his voice when we were all trying to record the info, intro, and it wasn't fair because Stuart sounded good in every single line, and we periodically sounded terrible so it was just trying to figure out which one we sounded the least terrible on because Stuart was just no contest yeah (laughs) well thank you (laughs) (laughs) all righty so Transformers Cybertron the show that we're talking about we've been messing around for about 20 minutes now that seems about appropriate time to start talking about the thing we're here to talk about what if I don't want to talk about it (laughs) you gotta though that's why we're here Oh, this okay. is what we're My here bad. for. My bad. <laughs> I would like to formally rename this episode the obligatory episode where the humans completely ruin everything and mess up their plans and become completely intolerable. It is a bit of a long title, but I believe it is accurate. Well, the biggest takeaway I had from this episode was Jolt is fire trucking annoying. (laughs) I wanted to just reach through the screen and punch him in the face every time he opened his mouth during this episode. There's a bit where he says, I'm a pathetic and terrible excuse for a minicon. And I was like, yes. I'm just like, yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Pretty much nailed it. But I like this episode, actually. it's I I know we had some discourse about this uh, before we started recording, but I, for, for somebody that, hasn't watched the show has no attachment to it and to just kind of jump in face first to hang out with some friends on a podcast this is a really good jumping on point because this episode is bug nuts crazy it goes all (laughs) over the place i mean it it is an exhausting 21 and a half minutes like i've i I watched the episode (laughs) twice and after both of them i felt compelled to have a cigarette after and i don't even smoke i would take up smoking (laughs) to come down from how exhausted i was i mean this is this this is a wild one it was bad yeah you have not seen any other episodes. You just cannonballed right into this specific episode with no context whatsoever. Well, I'll, I'll tell a very brief story. Um, so 2005 was kind of like a weird time for Transformers fandom, or at least for fans that look like me. Um, we're, we're, t- we're, 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 we're two years away from the first live action movie. Uh, Dreamwave comics had been gone for a while. We're about maybe uh, six to eight months away from the launch of the IDW comics. So it's really kind of like this this dark black hole of Transformers content, except for this mainline main brand stuff, the the Unicorn trilogy, you know, coming out of you know Armada and Androgon and now uh, Cybertron. And much like with the previous two series. I gave it a day in court. I I tried, man. And I I've, I I've I've seen about two episodes of each series. And it's it was 2005 was the the time in my life as a Transformers fan where I'm like, "You know what? Maybe Transformers isn't for me anymore." You know, it's for That's the kids. Sad. 
it's definitely for the kids and that's okay because it's a brand to sell toys and cartoons and stuff to kids. Maybe I can move on to more adult responsibilities. Wouldn't I know that a couple years later that the uh, fandom would come uh, knocking back on my door and and now I'm back here. But um, so I don't even know which couple episodes of Cybertron I watched first run, but I I know I did kind of give it a shot. It may have been this episode. I don't remember because I I remember the Speed Planet being involved. So it may have been this one. It may have been a different one. I don't know. But either way, I'm just like. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Um, Yeah, all of us, Mike. Well, terrific. (laughs) Uh, Like we talked about a moment ago, when you guys decided to launch your podcast, I was like, well, if I'm going to listen to it, I may as well watch the episode. And, And like I said, you know, I watched the first episode then I listened to the podcast and I didn't even realize the connection with the, the last episode. So I went back and watched that too. And, and, um, and, and that's about as far as I had gotten before this. And so, yeah, so I haven't seen uh, um, episodes three and four yet uh, because those, uh, as, as of this recording, uh, those episodes aren't out for me to consume, but um, I, I get the feeling I'm not missing a whole yeah, lot Josh. Co- continuity wise. No, no, it's fine. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, podcasts come out <laughs> <laughs> they come out it's all good that, that that wasn't a slam but it's just uh more or less i haven't watched those episodes i watched episode two and then i jumped face first into space and uh Buddy's an annoying little this comment has been deemed unsuitable for younger listeners <laughs> here is where we might as well segue into talking about the plot of the episode but for the life of me, I do not know what the plot of the episode was. I don't know. Except I think Scattershot tried to kill Bud at least three times this episode. <laughs> All the times. And you know what? And you know what though? That little turd deserves it. That kid sucks. I He's hate annoying. That kid. He's annoying. Optimus and Vector Prime are busy at a secret location. Stonehenge which is extremely secret and no one has heard of it. You know, the secret ancient druid location in the British Isles, but yet they have no idea that it's called Stonehenge, but they know it's a secret druid ancient location in the British Isles. I was like, if you did a Google search, then Stonehenge would have come up. Well, that wasn't specifically Stonehenge. That yeah, it didn't look like one. Stonehenge. It looked like the the symbol of Atlantis or whatever. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Discount it had Stonehenge, Stonehenge vibes, though. They did not actually look for the <laughs> Omega Lock. They merely dug a single hole and said, well, not here. <laughs> and yeah. where, they dug the hole like 30 feet away <laughs> from the Stonehenge. Like, I'm sorry, if this is meant to, to mark something, wouldn't you start digging right in the center of the circular formation? Generally, yes, but this is Transformer yeah. Cybertron we're talking about. And we've already established that both plotline and physics don't matter to this show. Especially yeah. in this episode. Yep. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah. This is an episode where Scattershot says Bud is going to be the first human in space, and I do not think that is accurate. He, well, said, he said the, the first, first human, human boy. boy. Yeah. No, he said the first human male child in space. And I was like, that's oddly specific, but okay. <laughs> That's like when you have the number one bestseller in murder mysteries featuring uh, certain demographics and at certain times and places. That really fell apart on me. But you know how like like uh, you know how like measurements and metrics get oddly specific. Like the number one radio show in uh, women ages twenty five to thirty four. You know that, that yeah kind of thing. yeah it was definitely that vibe. 
I also want to address, like, the opening shot of the episode. Where the heck did Jolt get tentacles from? That freaked that me out. Literally, my first note is Jolt has creepy tentacles. That was my first note. I went, Jolt's tentacles, question mark. Yeah, and and let's remind ourselves that this is a cartoon for children. So is this is this baby's first hentai? I don't know. I mean, it is Japanese. <laughs> it's better not awaken anything in me. Oh dear. <laughs> Josh is like, it's too early in the episode for this. <laughs> oh boy. I should have warned you that while I, I will keep it PG-13, that doesn't mean I won't bring the high heat. <laughs> Josh should be used to it by now, honestly. <laughs> My audacity appears to have crashed. Oh, not oh, again. No. <laughs> oh, no. I will begin recording. Now. And uh. we'll pretend I was quiet for the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> so we, lost, we lost whatever Susan may have said before now. Is that is that what we're going with? Yeah, there was probably nothing of value, so it's fine. Oh, so it's all gone. It's all oh, gone. It's all go- it completely crashed. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we might have to edit around some of that icon stuff. I don't know. Oof. I don't think I really said much, so I think we'll we'll be we'll be square. Very good. I think it's mostly just been sass. Yeah. But that's yeah. the best yeah. part. We <laughs> I can I can dub back in later if we need to, but um yeah, so hentai. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'm just saying it was unsettling. It it was very unsettling. It's like I don't need this in my children's program. <laughs> what was yes. that sound? <laughs> I'm keeping that as a sensor noise. Speaking of weird stuff that happened in this episode, um, everything. What were they driving to space on? <laughs> Apparently, they have an invisible road. The space bridge. They just have glass going all the way to space for what reason? It's 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 science. What do they do when they want to take it down? Is it just always there? Somebody's gonna crash into it when they're flying. Maybe it'll take out Thundercracker for once. <laughs> it's like some kind of energy bridge or something. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it's totally okay well, because I mean, no one can see it except for them. So it's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, Vector Prime did. Ye- did he like? What did he throw into them? Like, because my initial reaction was that Vector Prime punched Thundercracker so hard that he went into space. Um. What did go into space to knock Bud and Scattershot in, like, out of orbit? What happened there? It was a satellite, apparently. No, the missile hit them first. Yeah, first oh, it missile. was one of either Starstream or Thundercracker's missiles. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. And then right. later they yes. got hit by a satellite. Yeah. Whenever anything doesn't make contact with the ground, it just goes into space. <laughs> so, like, if you shoot a gun at the sky, it's going to keep going until it reaches upper atmosphere. Is that the logic we're going with here? <laughs> I'm not sure why you're attempting to logic this out. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. In an episode where you have someone drive in a car up to, to space, space, that's what you're hung up on? <laughs> There's a lot of things that I'm hung up on. Now, now, he's not a car, he's a tank. That's worse. Fair. That's objectively worse. <laughs> And while we're here, can we unpack this uh, just a little bit? Because, like, you know, there's always problems with, like, say, I don't know, uh, gravity or any other type of science things that people need to live. I mean, like, I'm sure that that poor child would have asphyxiated uh, long before they they made it into the titular space of the episode. But my thing, more so than any of the nonsense science stuff 
is I don't know how many miles it is to space from ground level. Let's Google it. But I would imagine (laughs) that it would take many, many hours to drive up to space. And if this little uh, uh, little turd boy, uh, this, uh, this bud kid is so fussy and whiny to want to go to space, um... I, I don't think they're going to get very far before he starts pulling, are we there yet? Are we there yet? So apparently <laughs> the actual imaginary boundary is only 62 miles above Earth. So that's like, I don't know. It depends on how what? fast he's going. Oh, that's if they're driving straight up. Yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't drive yeah, straight no. up, but. No, that carries though. Cause I mean, that that's uh, not as far as I guess I would think, but I don't know. I even drive in like an hour or so. I, I don't, I don't think that bud dude is, uh, is making it bud without need <laughs> without needing a bathroom break or something. I mean, I mean, is, is he just going right there in uh, in Scattershot? Oh, God. Don't Ew. even make me think about that. Oh. <laughs> oh, Master oh Bud. <laughs> oh, God. If I hear the phrase Master Bud one more time, I'm going to kill myself immediately. Kill me first, please. I wouldn't blame you. I've... You call him Space Bud? No, God. Stuart, I did not need, <laughs> what is it called? The Buds? The Buddies? Remember Space the dog buddies? movies? Space Buddies? But then they had, like, yeah. Air Buddies. Yeah. I used to be obsessed with those movies spun off of the uh well-loved airbud franchise i mean i, I mean that's Air right Bud. that's right in your kids' wheelhouse right i watched it fire truck and 90s kids <laughs> shut up boomer oh my God. <laughs> go get your social security check i just might i'm gonna go buy some uh, <laughs> go buy some studio series 86 figures with that Oh Wait, you're gosh. not going to buy Transformers Cybertron figures? No. I bought a Transformers Cybertron figure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I forgot. We have to plug this. Yeah, I was going to say, told you, full stop. Have, have you guys talked about this yet? Because <laughs> I, have uh, a, I told you I have a competitive streak. I can't do auctions. Okay, for the sake of our this. listeners who have no idea what's going on here. Uh, we have all fire. been loving Thundercracker and Jetfire and how they clearly love each other. Thundercracker's my dude, okay? So Trish and I both happened to find the same Thundercracker figure complete on eBay. I found it and then you found it. And we both bid on it. I was about to click buy now and then you put a bid on it. <laughs> I hate you. It's happening. Let them fight. Let them fight. <laughs> Uh, we did fight. We fought for a good while. Yeah, and we, we drove the price up to $41. Yep. And I ended up victorious. Did I spend an ungodly amount of money on a Transformer Cybertron Thundercracker? Yes, I did. But was it worth it to know for eternity that Josh will not get that particular Thundercracker? Oh, hands down. 110%. Now, I'll just get a $10 <laughs> one from someone who lives five minutes away from where I went to college, so I don't even have to pay shipping. Mine's complete, Josh. So is this one. It's coming with instructions. All right, children. So I can give a quick third-party rundown of what happened (laughs) during this this bidding war, which I... Don't forget the fact that Josh actually straight up reached out to the seller and told him that there was about to be a bidding war. Apparently he's a listener now, so Static Monkey, awesome sauce dude. I'm going to be loving your Thundercracker here pretty soon. Cannot believe I remembered his eBay name off the top of my head, but we did it, so. Yeah, Josh messaged him plugging our podcast, but... um. So they started yeah. this bidding war and they kept messaging each other about it in the group chat. So mm-hmm. me and Stuart were just sitting here having to witness <laughs> it. And apparently there was a mysterious third person 
that was <laughs> part of this bidding war. And we or don't Stuart. know who it was. And they suspected me. Of course and we did. I wasn't bidding because I have my jet fire right here. Oi. You can hear him crack a lacking. <laughs> That's my jet fire right there. And so I was perfectly content. But they accused me, so naturally I also bidded on him and then got yelled at. And then they started suspecting Stuart. So for about three days, our group chat. Susan, bidded is not a word. Bode. No, it's bid. <laughs> English is weird. <laughs> so there was this bidding war going on nonstop, and they wouldn't shut up about it in the group chat. And I'm pretty sure this this dude, Static Monkey, who we love very much for putting up with our shenanigans, um, probably was expecting to sell this figure for like 15 bucks if he sold it at all. That's what it was. That's what the auction starting price was. It was $16. <laughs> and it got ramped up to 41 But on the plus side, now I have a jet fire. And I have a thundercracker. So we're going to make them make sweet, sweet love. Yeah. That's, oh, that's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> and Josh is going to get to put up with it. We'll just be sending voice messages in the chat, love notes between Thundercracker and Jetfire at like three in the morning. So Josh just has to listen to all of them. And Stuart. I'm sorry, Stuart. Oh, man, you're going to make him watch. <laughs> it's going to get really spicy, everybody. It's going to get steamy. Hey, I like to party, Jetfire. Where's the party at, Thundercracker? That depends. <laughs> what are we going to be doing? Oi, get in my steamy pouch! I'm here for that, Jeffy! Oh, ding dong He doesn't actually say words, he just makes, uh, just big noise. I was not prepared for the level of voice talent in this television program. No. It is no. It was so good. This episode was really good. Like the the voice actors really killed it this time. I was so impressed. Okay, but Ransack and Joel. Joel <laughs> drove me up the wall. There was one hiccup, I think. Well, there were like many, but the there one. were two hiccups <laughs> were that I caught, but I think I know which one Stuart's talking about. Mm -hmm. I think it was Starscream on screen, but it sounded like Vector Prime. Yeah. Was that the yep, one? That's okay. one. Yeah. Plasma attack. I have a second yeah. one, and I don't know if this is the one you're thinking of, Josh. So Starscream is on screen, and he's like, we've got him on the run. Let's finish it. And then nothing. But Thundercracker's mouth is moving. Mm. Does he say something in the Japanese version? Very probably, but I was watching it uh, too fast to notice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was my note. I caught that. And I was like, I, th I saw it and I thought I just hallucinated it. So I went back and his mouth was moving, but there was no dialogue. So he was using Siri to sext Jetfire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does happen a lot in this show. Not the sexting, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the lip flapping, not necessarily like lips move when they're not talking or they don't move when they are talking just because, you know dub yeah yeah and and so much dull surprise too i i was not prepared for the amount of dull surprise on hotshot's face anytime we see him he's just like huh? hey at least these guys can make some semblance of facial expressions unlike energon that is true hey i bet overhaul is just excited he got one line in the entire episode okay <laughs> true the other voice acting flub thing that 
What? Google how to make cyber key <laughs> notes. Do it! Nope. <laughs> I oh, sorry. I was typing it into Google. Uh, wrong, wrong window. Safe search is your friend. <laughs> Google how to make cyber key port scissor. <laughs> Thank you for saying that out loud, Josh. Yeah, I was going to say somebody has to say it for context. Hey, Google, how do what? I make cyber keys scissor? I found a few articles on the Google Help Center which you might what? answer your question. <laughs> I, you I, I told you, fam, we... safe search is your friend. Now you're on a watch list. Yeah. Congratulations. We love Susan's why, Google. Are, why do you want R.I.P. Susan. So, Haul her um, away in chains. I think I'm missing something. Yes. We're talking about, like, creating cyber key ports with scissors, right? Like, Cutting holes in your figures to stick cyber keys into. That's a negative ghost That's writer. a negative. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it would make sense for this particular episode because holy for holies is there a lot of cyber key power. Oh my gosh. It was so horrible. In fact, I think I'm going to take this, incorporate this into my podcast, and whenever I need a power-up for no apparent reason, <laughs> like everybody in this episode, I'm just going to say, cyber key power! <laughs> and, and, they'll, and they'll play my theme song, and I'll, you know, pose dramatically, and then, then I'll go cast some pods. They only had, like, 14 minutes of plot maximum, and so they had to fill the rest of it with terrible stock footage over and over and over okay. and over I just want to know over. how many modes does Optimus have because we have Optimus Prime Super Mode and then this episode we got Optimus Prime Massive Attack Mode and I don't know what the difference is but that is the Super Mode no yeah. one knows why he said that it's a band reference sure sure Stuart. Yo, Massive Attack slaps <laughs> right who wants to guess how many cyber key powers were activated this episode? Because I have the count. 23. Nine. Eight. All of them. <laughs> 17. 37. In a row? Because <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, thank I'm you. I'm revising my thank vote you, to sir. 17. I appreciate that. Stuart wins. Yay. Aw. It's eight. He got it exactly right. Stuart has the TF wiki up. Stuart, stop <laughs> cheating. <laughs> No, I was just thinking eight is infinity on its side. <laughs> still calling out cyber planet keys until till the end of time. I love it. Okay, also, on that <laughs> note of Stuart probably more than likely cheating and looking that up, <laughs> does anybody want to talk about how Megatron cheated in the race against Override and then thought Override was cheating just because she won even though he cheated? Wait, how did Megatron cheat? He used his cyber, cyber key, key power! power! That's cheating! Oh, no, not on not on Velocitron, it isn't. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Okay, I love Override. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I really like her. She just showed up and, like, tricked Megatron into thinking she knew what he was talking about, but didn't, and then told it to his face. She was like, you want some information? You're going to have to pay for it. And then was like, oh, by the way, I didn't know what you were talking about. Even big, scary, mean dude, but ha, you lose. I love that. Override is a wife and a half. I love her. I hope I she comes her. back. Josh, don't tell me if she doesn't because I want to keep that hope alive because she was great. And yes, I love her. I wrote down Override is a girlfriend. I wrote down I love Override. I thought Hotshot was going to race her. Like she, um. I'm sure they're building up to that. Yeah, my thought was that she was going to show up. Megatron was going to lose to her. And then Hotshot was going to race her and then win the information. But then it turned out she didn't have any. So that kind of ruined my plans. I accidentally looked at the description of the next episode. Yeah. So no spoilers, but I'm sure that's coming, Susan. Yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> 
No, I loved her. She was in the novels, too. She was in Transformers Exiles, the one following Transformers Exodus and the Aligned Continuity timeline, and they went to Velocitron, and I really loved her in that. That was such a fun little story arc. Yeah, Override mm. Rules. She's a, she's definitely a treat and really makes this episode worth watching, I think. Yeah. I love her. She was the best part of this episode. I, I definitely feel the, the Override Megatron race was, was the highlight of the episode best for me. Best part of the episode. It wasn't Bud racing to space? No. That was pathetic. <laughs> and this is one of those times where the stock transformation sequence was actually really cool and it worked in context. Yeah. Because I think this is the first time we've seen Megatrons and it is really sweet. That is yeah. some nice animation there. Overrides was better though. She yeah. just came zooming in at Megatron. Megatron was like, this, she's not gonna get close. And she just kept going and she revved it and then got within like a couple feet of him and then transformed and just slid right past him. Yeah. It was so good. I was like, girl. It was hot. It was, yeah. That was legit cool. That, that was really good animation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also yeah. felt when there's a bit where he starts laughing during the race. <laughs> and it doesn't feel to me like an evil laugh. It felt more like he was genuinely having fun. Megatron doesn't have right. fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> So the interior monologue, like, you know, Megatron thinking to himself, is that a common trope? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yes. Uh -huh. I hate it. <laughs> and it actually does not exist in the Japanese version. He doesn't have that moment where he thinks that she cheated. He does have an internal monologue in that moment, and I didn't take notes as to what exactly he said. Shame on you, Josh. Yeah, I was... Too busy thinking about the weird sex change. I'm sorry? What? <laughs> what? Do, do, do you have news? <laughs> <laughs> so in the Japanese version, when Megatron shows up in the middle of the racetrack, Nitro Convoy is the name of Override in Japan, and Nitro Convoy is male. Oh. So he was changed to a female at the request of Cartoon Network, who wanted more women in the show. Good for her. Huh. Right. We love a trans queen. <laughs> Though I do have to ask, um, with with the whole Velocitron plot point, like everything that was going on with Hotshot, like we ended on that cliffhanger, like, oh no, he interacted with people. Why are they not allowed to interact with anyone? Like what's Yeah, that was weird. Why is that Prime said so. Oh, but why? Yeah, because Optimus says so. But why? Cause Stone Cold said so. But why? Optimus is a turd in this show. He just does stuff and did just, and I love Optimus. So I'm like, Optimus is just being kind of an in this show. He's just sure. giving people random orders and then yelling at them when they don't follow them, but they don't make any sense. Yeah, right. I'm just excited for when eventually they do have a race. Because I really liked reading about the race in the novels, except it was Silverbolt versus Override and Blur versus some Decepticon. I don't remember which Decepticon it was, but... Josh, is there a what witch in your studio? Did you, are you succumbing to Joker gas? What is happening? Oh my God. Someone throw some water on him. Trish, what? Trish, I'm going to, I'm going to save that clip of you saying that you're really excited for when they race in this show. Do they race a lot? Or is it lame? It better not be lame. I'm scared. Okay, so. No, don't there spoil is it. A spoil it. All right. Spoil it. I won't spoil anything. You can give anything. us context, but you can't spoil it. But I will give you some context. 
Uh, so I think most of us are planning to be at TFCon Baltimore this year. I want to! Provided bum, it happens bum, bum, bum. at its currently scheduled date and place, uh, TFCon Baltimore will be October 22nd to 24th, I believe. Correct. Um, I think we'll still be talking about racing episodes at that point. If we record an episode the week of TFCon, that episode will be the last episode with a race in it. Huh. Oh. That's, oh no. What? Far There's too many. that many? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's so many. <laughs> this arc spans 14 episodes. Ew. We might need to pick it up and do two <laughs> episodes a week. Wait, wait, wait. This arc? What do you mean this? What arc is happening? Wait, I'm sorry. What? what? Is, is it just, are they trying to find the first cyber planet key? Is that what this whole arc is? And they're just going to race? That takes 14 episodes? <laughs> they're just going to race 14 times? <laughs> uh, Josh, I will quit this podcast. There will be 14 episodes where they're on Velocitron racing. And it's sometimes it's the A plot. Sometimes it's the B plot. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. I'm mad at you now. Well, maybe don't have me back for those. Now you know I was laughing maniacally when you said you were excited for racing. Also, why is Red Alert such a party pooper? That guy needs to get his stuff together. <laughs> He's just grumpy that his animation model is so darn toy accurate that he doesn't have tail lights. <laughs> you can see the sculpted tail lights, but they're not painted on the toy, so they're not colored in on the animation oh model. My God. I also noticed that, you know, he has the, like the car doors on his shoulders. On the toy, those are made of red translucent plastic, so, Ooh. you know, cuz the windows, and then it's all painted over. And on the show model, you can actually see that they were very carefully referencing that. Because the outside edges of the car doors on his shoulders are red because that's what the toy looks like because they don't paint that edge. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I don't have that toy, so that's way beyond me. <laughs> I bought that one at a TFCon along with Hotshot. I just haven't yet decided if the yellow things on Scattershot's face are, are his eyes or not. <laughs> they are not. He has a visor and then he has those two little headlamps above his head. Okay, that's oh, what so I thought because they look like, you know, Lego coins, like the gold coins you get when you play like Lego Star <laughs> Wars or something. And that's all I can think is why do you have Lego coins on your face? And if these are your eyes, we have a serious problem. See, I thought that they were either goggles, like cool welding goggles, or they're like Hellboy horns. Like he has to sand them down ha! so his his demonic presence doesn't assert itself. Either is cooler than what it actually is. I mean, he sounds demon-possessed, so that's cool. <laughs> Which character showed up? I think it was Ransack. Is that his name? Or is it Rick? I don't remember. Red Ransack is the little red motorcycle dude. Yeah, him. Was he the one who was trying to be New Yorker or something? I don't know. He said something funny, and I was like, is that New York? But his accent didn't sound like it, and I didn't know what was going on. Mike, can you agree with me on this, that, that Ransack sounds exactly like Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, gosh, See? the old okay. dudes. They didn't get this reference. Okay, boomers. Yeah. We got to connect <laughs> with the Gen X demographic there. Right. <laughs> So for the four people that got that, thumbs up. I made that reference last episode. Nobody got it. Yeah. Stuart, I haven't even made it two decades on this planet yet, okay? You can't expect me to know ancient works of art, okay? Oh, my my God. I'm going to die. I can't. I'm going to divert the conversation now. I appreciate that in this episode, 
um, Jetfire was giving me some like TFP ratchet energy where he seemed yes. kind of exhausted with everything around him that was going on. And I don't know if he meant to do that or if the voice actor was just tired that day, but I really appreciated it. He was so tired this whole episode. <laughs> there, There is a moment in this episode where I think Jetfire's voice actor was tired. There's a line that he says, and I will insert it now. Bud's in the space bridge and he's running out of air. I'm on it. He dropped the accent a little bit. He and did. I'm like, oop, I hear the Ryuk. <laughs> I love Ryuk. I'm currently watching Death Note, and I love it so much, the anime. I think one of my favorite and one of the weirdest lines in this episode, just to get briefly back on topic for just a second, <laughs> is after Scattershot just leaves the base without telling anybody that he's taking this nine-year-old to space and has no plan to keep him breathing oxygen you know just plants to suffocate this kid in space and then let him be tossed into the void for all eternity doesn't tell anybody where he's going and Jetfire's just like where is scattershot and then he's just like oh god i think he went into space why would he do that why would you think that and then Lori comes back with well you know scattershot has he done this before is there a precedence to this behavior that we need to be made aware of because she just said it like, yeah, this is, I mean, you know how Scattershot is. He's done this so many times. Of course he's in space as a tank. So yeah. that was, <laughs> Jetfire was I just think... so tired about the whole thing. He was like, why would he do that? He's in space now. I think the cold right. void of space is littered with dead little boys from, <laughs> from Scattershot doing this on the regular. Small human male He's children. Like, oh man, oh man, I did it again. Oh, no, it <laughs> happened again, And every time, Jolt's like, just think, this will be the first little boy to make it into space. Alive. Or, you know, the yeah. first little boy to come back from space and not be incinerated into ashes. That's the other thing that rains down on people on Earth, apparently, now, is little boy ashes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's raining, little boys. <laughs> Literally. Why is it snowing? <laughs> That's not snow. That's little Timmy. See, I think the reason why Scattershot didn't tell anybody is because he was going to secretly murder this kid. And just, oh, 100%. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, you know uh, that Bud dude, he just um, he, he he got fed up went on the farm. He just he ran away. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. He got really sleepy, and now he's on a farm, and, he, and he's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because our boy Jetfire came to the rescue. But dude. Ugh. But then Thundercracker is obviously on um Scattershot side, tried to, you know, take him out of the equation there a little bit. <laughs> with his random right. missile. Okay, I also didn't get that. So they're having an epic air battle over wherever they are on the British Isles. It's definitely not Stonehenge and is an ancient druid site, okay? Mm-hmm. And these kids went to space, presumably Scattershot took Bud to space somewhere over Colorado, where their base is. So what is a stray missile from their battle over the British Isles doing over Colorado? Well, it was stray. But ha- <laughs> like- <laughs> Motion carries, bag the gavel. <laughs> and then when they call Jetfire for help from the British Isles, and Jetfire just takes off from Colorado as if he's going to be there today. Apparently, minicons can teleport now, so that's random. Apparently, everyone can teleport. 
and summon cyber keys from nowhere. Wasn't this a big deal in the beginning? Starscream was trying to find a cyber key and Megatron wouldn't let him. No, that was Armada. Starscream was angry because Megatron was giving everybody else important thingies and wasn't giving him one. But then he got one and he was really proud of it. Or was it this? uh, this? I can't keep these shows straight. I'm so confused. No, you're describing Armada. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, where are all these cyber keys coming from when they made a big deal about it? But they just have ignored the fact of where they're getting these cyber keys from the beginning. I mean, the Autobots got it from Vector Prime. Did he just magic everybody a cyber key and accidentally arm the Decepticons? Or did they just pull these from Hellspace? He's making it rain with cyber keys. He's just clinging his gears all over the place and just making it rain all these all these <laughs> dumb keys and coins. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. It's it, his it's high just, mileage. He... His extended warranty must have expired. He wasn't reached in time about his vehicle's extended warranty. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only reason my phone ever rings. I'm glad Josh got that. So why is there old-timey Western music during this at times? Was I the only one that caught that? There was the old-timey Western music, and then at one point in time, there was, like, carnival music. I don't, it was very interesting. I was kind of vibing with the music choices, mostly because they made no sense whatsoever. And I only found enjoyment in this episode in particular because it was so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we take what wins we can. Optimus got some interesting music when he went Optimus Prime Massive Attack Mode. That was some interesting music. No, that's, that's just the, that's just the super mode theme. Half, Half the time it gets replaced by the Cybertron theme, but. Optimus did something and there was cool music. I want to go back to this Western music thing, because what Western music are you guys hearing? I heard more like carnival music, but that's not what I was looking for. That was the only word I could think of. It reminded me like some cheesy, like old timey music, but I heard it. I heard it and it was between the override cheated and the massive attack mode thing, because I write my notes in order and I have them sectioned out. Between the different doo-doo-doo-doo, but it doesn't make that sound in Transformer Cybertron. So it's between those two, if that helps narrow it down at all. Yeah, and instead of instead of that noise, it goes. Yeah, that. I love how you just have that ready to play for us because you've <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for that moment. I like yeah. that. Well no, I like I've that. been I've been scrolling through the soundtrack trying to find wait, wait what what is this Western thing you guys are hearing? <laughs> My brain just goes doo 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 every time they change. So, well, I think chronologically you're correct because I'm looking through my notes. I have he's got the nos exclamation point. I I'm assuming in regards to uh, Megatron cheating with his uh, uh, cyber key, um, and that says old timey music. And then my next note is after that, so much yelling, it's all yelling. So, yeah, and I think that's about where, where I heard Can't argue with that. My notes say, I love Override, Megatron the Cheater, Override Cheated, Carnival Music, Massive Attack Mode, and then there's just, I wrote in all capital letters across like three lines of paper, CATAPULT! <laughs> because they did the catapult. So They did do the catapult. They okay, I think I found the track. I think it's in the mood for mischief. Let's see. Yes, there it yes, is. that's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a fun little track. That goes hard, man. Yeah, that was good. Who <laughs> we? I'd like to order a sarsaparilla. <laughs> that's usually Bud's antics for that for that one. Oh, is it? 
That was the first time I'd ever heard it or noticed it. This may have been one of the first few times it's been used, but it, it's sort of like lightly Bud's leitmotif. Oh, then I hate it. Well, Bud's annoying. They should have left him in space. <laughs> 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 that was a little bit aggressive. Sorry. You know, and Scattershot had a chance, too, because th- there's a moment there where, like, young Bud dude is about to succumb, too. He's like, well, I guess I need air to live. I'm just going to tell you, that is not <laughs> how people act when they start suffocating to death. I'm just going to tell you straight up. It does not go, like, that's more carbon monoxide poisoning and less, you know, running out of oxygen. That's a little more panicking. Trish has suffocated lots of people. She would know. You know what? I deal with a lot of COPD <laughs> exacerbations at the hospital, okay? Those people freak out. Oh, I forgot that you do doctor stuff. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm in nursing school. I said doctor stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can't make my uh, poor off-color, I don't know what you're into joke. Do it anyway. <laughs> We're just going to leave that out. <laughs> I mean, oh, you no, know what you're I into, mean, lady. My knowledge of, of that court sort of medical thing could give me, you know, extra knowledge in sort of disposing of people in a quiet way. I'm not going to take that off the table at all. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Or you like to be choked during. Susan! Stop it! You weren't getting Mike's joke, so I figured I'd just explain it to I you. I was getting Mike's Thank joke. You. I was choosing to ignore it. I was trying to be gentle to my new friends, but um, thanks, fam. Appreciate you. Yeah, Susan. And this is how we spin off our true crime you guys, podcast. Josh, don't give yourself a concussion, okay? Yeah. Josh, come back. Josh. Josh, how many fingers am I holding up? I don't know. Turn on your webcam. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Josh, how many fingers am I holding up? Seven. No, it's you're wrong. It was not seven. It was two. He's got a concussion. Hold on. Josh. Josh. Yeah. How many fingers am I holding up? Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> I like to flip people off like this. What is that you look like? Oh, see, no, no, no. Here's the way you do it at a Catholic school. Josh stealthily pushes his glasses further up the bridge of his nose using his middle finger. Oh, Catholic boy. Don't give me that. You can't give me that kind of attitude. Man, somebody's having a mental scorpionock. Oh, God. Maybe we should get back to the podcast. Yeah, let's let's go back to the... (laughs) Did anybody notice the bit where Optimus just called Vector Prime Vector? Nothing so far, Vector. I wasn't paying attention. No, I didn't pick up on... (laughs) What's your Vector, Vector? Over, over. Boo. Uh, Let's see. What else else is on my notes? I need to find something else stupid that happened. Oh, (laughs) I know what I wanted to address. I wanted to address... My notes were facing the wrong way. Um, Breakdown. As a character. Cyber key power! <laughs> yeah, basically. I was expecting like <laughs> TFP breakdown, but it was just like an old man. I love TFP breakdown. He had like a beard and I hated it. I hated everything about it. And I wanted to talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I hated that. So when he got introduced in Galaxy Force, uh, Crumple Zone and Ransacker, uh, Land Bullet and Gasket, I think are their names in Japan. I don't recall. Uh, you should know this, Josh. 
they each repeatedly referred to him as Gramps. And for a minute there, I thought that was legitimately his Japanese name. It's not. Apparently, his name in Japan is Autolander. Oh, that's so much better. Okay. Yeah, that's so much huh. better. That's a name, I guess. It was breakdown, like B-R-A-K-E, instead of break, like B-R-E-A-K. And I wonder if they were, like, worried that if it was breakdown, like, people were going to get angry about it because it was, like, an old people joke. So they used break instead? I'm not really sure why Why was it breakdown and not breakdown? Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if it's just a, a copyright thing. Yeah. Don't they own breakdown? I don't know. Scattershot's name is spelled differently in this series than how it normally is. I hate it. I had an epiphany about the episode. Did you? That's a big word, Stuart. Yes. That it totally rules? What was your epiph? <laughs> they were digging that hole... To bury Bud. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown. I love it. Beautiful. That's that's quite an epiphany. If only that had come true. Because, yeah, because at one point, Optimus had to be like, Scattershot, stop putting young boys dead into space. (laughs) They deserve a decent funeral. It's for their dignity and closure for their families. But let's not bury them in the country of their origin. Let's bury them across an ocean. Yeah. You're going to be right above us. Just drop him. There has been a disturbing amount of talk about little boys for this podcast. (laughs) Oh, Josh. (laughs) It is mildly uncomfortable. I'm always uncomfortable on this oh, podcast. Oh, gosh. Now I'm remembering when I was doing Pirates of Penzance at a dinner theater. I love Pirates of Penzance. That was my first musical Aww. and my first professional musical. Uh, but the major general one day, who was this very old gay man, decided that at rehearsal he was going to change the line, and as I lay in bed awake, I thought I heard a noise to, and as I lay in bed awake... I thought of little boys. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) And the entire ensemble came in in perfect timing with, He thought of little boys. (laughs) Well, of course, you can't just let that opportunity drop. That it is your legal obligation to follow up with whatever your lead says. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, I was 17 years old at that time. And so the stage manager was, like, running up and covering my ears. Is this episode over yet? Uh, no, this episode is not over because I have I have one more point that we need to address for this episode. Okay. Sunscreen doesn't work on titanium casing. Does anybody want to address that? <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. They're going to burn their titanium. It's not that, no, we don't put on sunscreen. It just doesn't work, period. Not that we don't need sunscreen. It just doesn't work. Has he tried? I don't know. I mean, you know, what would happen if you tried to rub sunscreen all over your car? That would just, like, I can't imagine that'd be good for the paint. Oh, sorry, that doesn't apply to Trish because she has a horse. Woo! What happens when you put sunscreen on your horse? Uh, if sometimes you have to, if they have really pale noses, if they're like a white or a Carmelo or a Palomino, sometimes you have to put sunscreen on them. Yeah. And and we established science doesn't apply in this show, so <laughs> I, I don't think sunscreen does anything. So I googled it, and oh, sunscreen can seriously damage car paintwork. 
Right, so yeah. Oh, so that's it actually what you checks Googled. out. I thought yeah, you but he's not too. a car, he's a tank. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Same uh, thing, different font. <laughs> actually, I, I do have another note that I wrote down because I had to pause the episode and, and repeat this bit so I could get the line exactly right. Red Alert at one point says, These roads twist and turn for no reason. It's completely frivolous. What kind of people would design roads like that? I don't know. Talk to the people who designed 95. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't I don't live over there. Red Alert's such a buzzkill in this episode, though. Like, at least Hotshot, he was giving me that TFAB energy where he was, you know, he was excited about it. Oh, so TFAB. Yeah. And Red Alert was just like, God, this planet is so illogical. I hate it so much. Everything sucks. Don't talk to anyone. And then don't even he breathe. did something. Hotshot did something that... Did not warrant a warning from Red Alert. And Red Alert was like, I'm the medic. You should listen to me. And I was like, your medical expertise had nothing to do with what Hotshot just did. Wasn't it something <laughs> about like his ears? I don't remember. I don't remember. I know what you're talking what about, was. but I don't remember the context. But it was stupid. But he was like, it I'm didn't a doctor. warrant him saying that. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember that bit. Uh, so Hotshot's talking about something or other. And Red Alert's like, are your audio receptors malfunctioning? I'm a doctor. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. We can't interfere. Remember, we're not allowed to interact with the beings on this planet, period, Hotshot. Hey, you already told me that. But your audio receptors are malfunctioning. As a doctor, I must caution you. <laughs> He's one of those people with like a medical degree who never shuts up and lets you forget that they have a medical degree. Like, all right. Yes. <laughs> this is a weird translation dub thing because I noted it when I was watching the Japanese version. Red Alert, instead of making a quip about Hotshot's audio receptors not working, he criticizes Hotshot seemingly without provocation and explains that he noticed his pulse rise. So that's how he knew Hotshot was going to do something <laughs> weird. <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Did he now? <laughs> it appears the boy wants to mate with the female. <laughs> God, I made a Bayverse reference. I feel dirty. It's gross. We don't talk you about it. Still good line. Here, Get off of it's our fine. podcast. It's fine. I am directly below the enemy scrotum. <laughs> Okay. Shaking my head in <laughs> silence. Oh, there goes Josh. Josh is yeah, gone. R.I.P. <laughs> pour, pour one out for my homie again. But this this whole thing with, with Red Alert and Hotshot not wanting to reveal themselves, interact with the, the native population of the speed planet, incidentally... Tangent within tangent. Um, so we know it's Velocitron, but does that actually get name dropped in this episode? It got name dropped in the last episode. Oh, it's been name dropped okay. before, yeah. They alternately call okay. it Velocitron and just Speed Planet. It's not the Speed Planet. It's like Speed Planet, which is really weird. Ah. But for some reason, they do I it. Hate the no, they use a definite article sometimes. Like Pizza Planet. Got it. Speed the Planet. Because, yeah. Not the Speed Planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so it's not Batman, it's the Batman. Got it. Or yeah. or the reverse of that. The reverse yeah. of that. Or if if it's planet speed, it translates directly into man bat. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they would just call it Velocitron. Like speed right? planet, all I can think of is that they're going there and they're just snorting a ton of cocaine. That's all I can <laughs> We've think addressed of. Whenever this they're season. like, Oh, we're going to speed planet. <laughs> That's the whole show. 
Oh my gosh. Mike, you fit right in with us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Josh, this is directed at you. Mm -hmm. Who the heck was the bot with breakdown? Clocker. Okay. Susan, you can talk now. I was just going to say maybe we should go ahead and do our ranking because we've been recording... I lost like 20 minutes half. of footage and we have like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at uh, an we, hour We've been 30. going for two hours now according to my recording God software. God, Primus. All right. I have to get up at 3 a.m. So. Sweet Solus Prime. Oh God, Stuart. <laughs> Poor Stuart. Uh, I'm going to make this Bumblebee's voice box and I'm going to hold it because I proposed the idea. I'm going to rank this episode. Who are you proposing to? You. Duh. Oh. What? Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Um, I am going to give this episode one and a half cyber planet keys out of four because it was awful and it made no sense, but it had some good laughable moments. Like it had that crackhead energy that the first Mm -hmm. episode had and I'm nostalgic for that and how bad it was, Um, (laughs) but like not in a good way. So I'm going to pass Bumblebee's voice box. I don't know, Mike, if you know how we do this. It's like the talking stick. So I'll pass it to you and then you'll pass it to someone. So I'm going to give that to Mike. Cool. I have received Bumblebee's voice box talking stick through the magic of the internet. It it feels uh, (laughs) turgid. Hang on a minute. Swollen and distended or congested. Okay. Um, I I will I will rate this episode eight out of four cyber planet keys. I don't. I know guess if I should have taken a beat and I just let that's... that uh, just let that simmer there. I think that's illegal. You can't rate it infinity, Mike. No, I said eight. Yeah, eight on its side is infinity. You're not allowed to rate it eight. Okay, uh, 37 out of four <laughs> cyber planet keys. Because <laughs> th- this, uh, this episode is bonkers, th- and, yeah. and I kind of like it. Oh, my gosh. What have I done? <laughs> You've created a monster. You have to pass the talking stick, Mike. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got to pass voice the box. talking stick. I am going to pass the talking stick to my dude, Stuart. All right, I have the uh, talking stick now. Uh, yeah, I'm going with two cyber planet keys out of this one yeah bud going into space was a real drag but velocitron helped bring it back up uh i just wish uh yeah that bud part wasn't there (laughs) could have gone a lot better and now i will pass the talking stick to trish i am going to rate this episode it's not even gonna get one and a half it's gonna get 1.25 cyber planet keys we're just gonna chop it into force there because this is really bad. And I mean, there were a couple amusing parts. Override is the only reason this is even getting one cyber planet key. Because the episode on its own is 0.25 cyber planet keys. But I really enjoyed Override and her just straight up sassing the heck out of Megatron. That was beautiful. So, yeah, that's how I'm going to rate that. And I'm going to pass. Actually, I take it back. I'm not passing the talking stick. I'm hurling Bumblebee's voice box across space and time onto Josh's head. Oh, man. Bonk. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta pick it up. How long have you been waiting to do that, Josh? <laughs> uh, ever since Susan picked up a physical object. <laughs> All right. I have Bumblebee's voice box. Looks an awful lot like a television... Like a television... <laughs> <laughs> looks an awful lot like a television's remote control. I have no idea why I've slipped into a bizarre, not even close to an Australian accent. And I am not keeping it up. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to rate this episode two Cyber Planet Keys out of four. I have vivid memories from childhood of the episode where Bud goes to space with Scattershot, which is kind of why I invited Mike onto this specific episode. Because I'm like, oh, I remember that happening. So it must have left some kind of an impact, right? I mean, it left an impact. I'm not saying it was a good episode. Uh, but the the one thing that I did like was most of what goes on on Speed Planet was very enjoyable to me. Megatron and Override's race was super fun. I love how charming Megatron is. He almost doesn't quite come across as obviously evil to me like he normally does. He seems more like a really sure-of-himself dude who wants to race. Which, I mean, that's blending in on Velocitron. Uh, but yeah, Red Alert <laughs> is super done with everything. Uh, he notices Hotshot's pulse rise, apparently. And Japan thinks Atlantis is Ireland. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the podcast, I say, cutting this off before we all get too chaotic, which we did. Smart. An hour ago. So. Oh, yes. Thank you again, Mike, for joining us. Um, yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely. You are always welcome to come back if yeah. you want to guest star again, because now you know how the episodes <laughs> go and how there's absolutely yeah. no structure whatsoever. No so. structure. <laughs> and before everyone stops recording, Mike, do you want to give any sort of like a plug or something for your podcast? Or just any parting comments? You know, we're all totally insane and belong in an asylum. Sure, I'll be I'll be very <laughs> sure. very quick because I know everybody's anxious to get to bed. But uh, thank you all so much for having me on. This was a blast. I would love to come back, and I'll be excited to uh, have you all on my show as well. Maybe call me back after the fourteen episode race <laughs> arc, and we can uh, uh, we can we can chat then. Uh, but if uh, if you're interested in listening to uh, uh, my stuff and things, my show is the Mike Cyber Radio Podcast and you can listen to it pretty much everywhere you listen to More Than Meets the Ear. You can follow me on those social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I am at Mike Seibert Radio, and you know I usually post about uh, Transformer fandom-related <laughs> things, but um, Boba Fett is bae, so you get, you get a lot of that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got for now, um, and until next time, uh, make good choices. <laughs> Make good choices, unlike Weird. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you're the one who made the worst choices. You went and got all of us together. This is all on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've definitely realized that one. All righty, so <laughs> everyone can follow us at More Than Meets the Ear on the Twitters. It's at MTMTEar. On Instagram, it's MTMTEar Podcast. We might have a TikTok by now, depending upon whether Susan has done that thing. We also have a Facebook page. Oh, yeah, we have a Facebook now. It's Empty Empty Ear Podcast. And yes, we do have a TikTok. <laughs> it's same as our Twitter handle, at Empty Empty Ear. Um, I'll start making some drafts. It's mostly just going to be me making Cybertron jokes over and over and over again. So uh, I, I was expecting uh, Jetfire on camera a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and I'm going to be logging into it, and it's just going to be you and me going back and forth, Susan, with Jetfire and Thundercracker. It's going to be exciting. Oh, that's a theory. So yeah, follow that's us on TikTok. Um, <laughs> maybe you'll find us. Maybe you'll find us through TikTok. <laughs> yeah, maybe you will. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's the content we're all here for. Hasta yes, la adios. Um, yeah.
go kiss. No, don't do this to me. (laughs) (laughs) Next time on Transformers Cybertron, there might be two Optimus Primes because we must have a race. Uh, (laughs) Just send Jolt. Nobody likes him anyways. Him and his, we can join hands across the cosmos. With the space ambassador Bud that I'm later going to murder in a ball of no air. And my tentacles. Yeah, I mean tentacles. <laughs> tentacles! <laughs> I am stopping my recording before we get back to hentai. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone recording? What's the record button, Josh? Which one is that? <laughs> Where's the any key? The any key. Why does it say press any key? Can't right. Find the any key. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know which key is the any key. <laughs> Am I going to rage quit again this episode? <laughs> Likely. That was the best thing ever. In five, four, three. It's the final countdown. Yeah. Here comes Mike with his fire truck and boomer energy. Okay, boomer. Thank you. I had one job. Also, um, while we're talking about really weird I mean stuff. While we're talking about really weird <laughs> While we're talking about <laughs> Josh, you said do multiple takes if I say bad words, so I'm trying to do that, but you're all bullying me. <laughs> so I don't know. I even drive in like an hour or so. I, I don't I don't think that Bud Dude is uh is making it Bud without need <laughs> without needing a bathroom break or something. I mean, I mean, is, is he just going right there in uh, in Scattershot? Oh, God. Don't Ew. even make me think about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't that steep. So even if it's 62 miles, I mean, imagine there's a mountain that you have to drive up, and it's a 62-mile tall mountain. Like, that's at least eight hours if you're speeding the entire way. I think Bud absolutely yeah. pissed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. No, he hung it out the window. <laughs> Stop! Oh. <laughs> it's rain and piss. Hallelujah! It's rain and piss. It's not a cloud in the sky. Where's this coming from? <laughs> it's too much to be a bird. <laughs> Apparently, I have a cat outside my studio chirping at me. Meow. But, uh, Meow. hi, Lucy, go away now, please. Um, I just want to see Linus again. <laughs> <laughs> Josh's cats are insane. They are very insane. <laughs> I think most of us are planning to be at TFCon Baltimore this year. Bum, 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 bum. You better come, Stuart. Work is not a valid excuse. <laughs> Stuart, it's my birthday. You have to come. I'm the yeah. special birthday girl. Yes, Stuart. It's called take a vacation or switch your days or something. I don't even know what you do, Stuart. Okay. That, <laughs> Whoa. That's also around my wife's birthday. So. Uh... I'm more important than your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Save that. Wow. Susan Shots has an inflated sense of self-importance. I'm not saying your wife is not important. I'm saying that I am more important than your wife. Like, so, yes, she might be the president, but I'm the queen. Susan's the queen. Wow. Motion carries. (laughs) This is a weird system of government. (laughs) Yes, Stuart, you need to prioritize the birthday of this uh, 24-year-old young woman rather than your own wife. Yes, Stuart. I'm 23. Don't age me.
on that birthday, you will be 24. That's how math works. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no thoughts head empty, only jet fire. <laughs> Stuart, I haven't even made it two decades on this planet yet, okay? You can't expect me to know ancient works of art, okay? Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Meanwhile, my favorite media is from the 1800s, so... Yeah. Mine, too. Don't even get me started on Jekyll and Hyde, okay? I was talking Wait. about Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> I was going to say, Death Note the Musical is not from the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, I then realized, wait, no. Okay, so my second favorite media is from the 1800s. My favorite media is from, like, 2015. You should hear these two go on about Jekyll and Hyde. It's ridiculous. Please don't get me started. Susan, don't get started, okay? Trish, you're playing a dangerous game. <laughs> Stop. Stop it, Josh! I will start singing. Stop it. I was warned about this. <laughs> I, was, I was warned that there might be spontaneous musical theater. I'm going to divert the conversation now. I do want to mention talking about Cybertron, not Jekyll and Hyde. Anybody, please tweet me about it. I want to talk. Um, what about Dr. Jiggle and Mr. Sly? St- stop. That's the best <laughs> piece of media I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> I um, want I to like dance. Shut up. <laughs> Patricia. <laughs> Uh-oh, she broke out the full name. I'm shaking in my boots. My Western Thundercracker <laughs> There, there is a moment in this episode where I think Jetfire's voice actor get, was tired. There's a line that he says, and I will insert it now. Oi, I'm Jetfire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently watching Death Note, and I love it so much, the anime. I'm like episode 24, I think. I'm dying. <gasps> this is It's a great show so is that- far. Is that the one where the thing happens or is it the next one? Which thing? Multiple things happen every single episode. It's way more interesting than Transformers wow. Cybertron and it pains me to say that. <laughs> I, I don't think the thing has happened yet because you I don't would know what so. thing. She would know what we're talking about. I mean, there's a big thing that happened. What thing? What's his face? Light just got his memory back and ended up pulling everything full circle. So oh, the thing, the thing has hasn't not happened, happened yet. yet. There's a bigger thing? Oh gosh, I'm scared. <laughs> this show scares me on a regular basis with all of its awesome plot twists. I miss Ryuk though. Like Rem is cool, but I miss Ryuk. I want Rem to kill me. I love her so much. She's cool. I love her. Now I've just got one love comes stuck in my head. You know what? I'm not watching the musical until I finish the show, so you better not sing anything and spoil the show for me. Or I'm going to march my booty over to wherever you live. But I don't know where. I only have Susan's address. <laughs> but I'll figure it out. Oh, come you. on. Where's the justice? What justice? Where is Stop. the justice? I just like that, that Trish has adorable tiny Liam Neeson's energy. It's like, I will find you. I'm going to mess and you I up. I will kill you. <laughs> Just, as long as you don't put anything on high shelves. Eh, eh, eh. Mike, you know what? <laughs> Mike, you know what? I'm going to find you and I'm going to punch you right in the face, okay? I might not be able to reach his face, but I'll punch him somewhere else. I'll kick you right no. in the <laughs> I was, was going to say with the... I'm 19 years old. When Trish shows up on a horse, I think you should start My horse it. will run you over if I tell yeah, you to. That's a power-up. She's all like, cyber key powered. My horse just appears out of nowhere. It's a whole Dungeons and Dragons moment. I pull it out of my bag of holding. <laughs> oh, out of hammer space? I mean, hammer I space guess, too. yeah, basically. 
<laughs> I can't see your camera. Josh's face is in the way. I was going to say ugly mug, but that's rude, so. <laughs> when has that ever stopped any of you? <laughs> that's a good point, Susan. I still can't see your camera. There I am. Whoa. Oh, Susan, hi. <laughs> oh, my word. How does the, who's oh, doing no, this? I think... I, I think I think I did that actually. I, I'm messing around with my modes, and there's something called together mode. We're so together. I clicked on that. <gasps> Guys, we're at the ancient druid location where the cyber planet key is not. <laughs> guys, guys, let's let's do it all together. Oh, no. oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, jet fire oh, jet is fire. in the chat. Oh, there's a boy. Look at him. Jetfire! I haven't gotten laid in twenty whole minutes. Where's Thundercrack? I'm I'm at a party, Jetfire. I'm on my way back. You just gotta give me some time for priority mail to to get me there. I didn't feel like flying, so I you know put myself in a box, and now we're on our way over. Fly to me, daddy. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me no one loaded the box onto a catapult? Boo! Uh, well, it hasn't gotten that far yet. He's still in the warehouse. He hasn't been catapulted to me yet. I have my trampoline out back, though, waiting to mm. catch him. It's got a big red X painted on it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. I had an epiphany about the episode. That's a big word, Stuart. It's like an idea, except it sounds better. Mm. I know what epiphany means, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> I have an epiphany. We all deserve to die. Even you, Mrs. Lovett, even I... <laughs> All right, theater kid, pack it up. I was warned. <laughs> you were. He's holding back. <laughs> he is holding back. That's a lot of tequila. Hey, Stuart, you can't expose <laughs> me like that. Jeez. <laughs> My God. How else am I supposed to deal with you guys? Yeah, Dad. God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Stuart. Uh, <laughs> who gave the baby alcohol? I'm not a baby, Josh. I'm just... You, right, you're yeah, not a baby, you know. Josh. You're a baby, Trish. What? <laughs> 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 Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Is this episode over yet? Uh, no, this episode is not over because I have I have one more point that we need to address for this episode. Okay. Just one? Well, we've gone through all the rest of them. The last point that I want to address and talk about in this episode because I could talk about more, but I don't want to deal with any more of you because you guys are insufferable. Oh. Nah, I love you guys. <laughs> Where's the point, Trish? You know what, Susan? Maybe I'll never get to the point. I'll just beat around the bush for all eternity. Don't threaten her with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deleting my recording. <laughs> Red alert says, feeds Rose, twist and... <laughs> Josh can't speak. Welcome to another episode of Josh yeah, we've tries established to speak. This. <laughs> Every episode, Josh has at least one stroke. Uh, <laughs> once more with feeling. <laughs> Say you're happy now. Once more with feeling. I thought Red Alert sounded a bit like Christian Bale. He kind of uh, did. What? Just a little bit. No? Did. Okay, Trish <laughs> agrees with me. See? Hum me a few bars. In what in what way? <laughs> I don't know, but I, he just, didn't uh... make sense when Stuart said it. <laughs> <laughs>
re-listen to the episode if you if you can stomach it. Susan, are you okay? And, uh, I think he sounded a little bit like Christian Bale. Oh, good for you! And how was it? You know, it's like uh, you're messing with the light. Go da 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 da. You should be fired. You know, I think the only movies I've seen Christian Bale in are The Prestige, the Batman ones, and mm-hmm. Newsies. I was thinking Batman, and that's why my brain immediately went to Red Alert being like, I have a medical degree. I'm, I'm Red Alert. I don't think your audio receptors are working. I'm leaning more towards Velvet Goldmine. Stuart, you've sure, got to do sure. the impression because Susan doesn't have a deep enough voice. Stuart, give us your best Christian Bale as Batman impression. Rachel! Oh, oh! <laughs> oh they swooned. <laughs> Be a voice actor, Stuart. Swear to me. <laughs> That's great, Stuart. God, I wish I was a baritone. Hey, well, if you'll excuse me, I need to go change now. That was uh, <laughs> spent. We may have swooned out loud, but Mike swooned very quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's quiet, okay? Gosh. Don't need to sh- shame me. Jeez. <laughs> Did Josh die? Oh, the earbuds fell out. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Everyone's cursing while I put my earbuds back in, aren't they? <laughs> the cat's come back with a folding chair, King. He's hit it with the folding chair. Oh, no. Outside interference. Where's the referee? Where is the referee? My God, he's dead. I have no idea what just happened. Remember how I told you that there was no structure in this podcast? Despite yeah, Josh trying to have one? <laughs> this is so what hard. I was talking about. I love it. Josh, we're sorry. Yeah. Well, we're not sorry, but. No, none of you are sorry. No, the, none of us are sorry. It's like, I, I like that it goes on a linear path until it doesn't. <laughs> and, and, and then it just, then it just devolves into... Chaos? And, yeah, and, and, and I love it. I love it. This is, we need to this figure is, out what our like triggers are, like what it is that makes us descend into chaos. Yeah, like, I don't what, think... What does this? The tr- uh, Jetfire and Thundercracker. Yay, my boys! <laughs> and I mean, everyone knows what my trigger is. The corporations who make the regulations, make the regulations. <laughs> and hold no one, one accountable <laughs> when everything goes wrong. There you go. See, did it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Okay, I have the talkie stick now. Don't mind me trying to interpret Susan's sign language over there. Um. <laughs> yeah, I actually know some ASL, so I'm doing like real signs. <laughs> I was just, I was fingerspelling the alphabet, so. Um. <laughs> I was born. Hang on, she's, spell, she's saying I am Susan, or my name is Susan. Yeah, that's what she said. Okay, sorry, I was getting distracted. Because this is an audio medium. <laughs> um, sorry, anyways, I was being distracted. And Susan and Trish have been signing back and forth at each other this entire time. What was that sign? <laughs> that sign looked very inappropriate. That's a want. That's a- <laughs> no, Susan. I asked if you were wanted food. <laughs> you just you finger signed my name and then just went honka honka. So <laughs> I meant to go like this, but it like didn't work. <laughs> I may have to just go ahead and mark this episode explicit. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing explicit about the honka honka. Yeah, it's just a horn going honk honk. And my tentacles. Yeah, it was tentacles. <laughs> tentacles! 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 
<laughs> Josh, you get to edit that out. <laughs>